everyone, and welcome to another edition of the V Auto Podcast. I'm Lance Helgeson. And as you can see for today's episode, we have a cast and crew of some very interesting people to talk with us today. We have students from Northwood University. We have an instructor from Northwood University, and we have a dealer who's involved with the students from Northwood University. They did an experiment that involved his store and we're going to talk about it. But before we get started, let's uh, let's do some introductions. Um, Jennifer, could you introduce yourself in your role and then we'll get to the students and then to you, Mark. Yes, happy to. So my name is Jennifer Patton and I am the Director of Automotive Technologies here at Northwood University. Hi, my name is Emerson Giese. I am an Automotive Marketing and Management major at Northwood University and I'm a senior this year, so I'm excited to graduate. Hi, I'm Chelsea. I am an Automotive Marketing and Management major as well. I am also a senior this year and I am from Livonia, Michigan. Um, I am Joey Bush. I am also in the Automotive program here at Northwood. I'm a freshman and um, I'm Mark's son, the dealer that we use for this project and excited. Well, Mark Bush, 1987 graduate in Northwood. I think I was a 300th Viato dealer. And so we've spent years with Viato, and uh, I was glad to be part of this little project. So. Cool, cool. And Patrick James, why don't you give this quick introduction of yourself, please? I'm just going to be the innocent bystander who spends a lot of time up at Northwood on behalf of Cox Automotive to do a little lecturing. And uh, I'm just excited to get this whole group together and show what Northwood really does behind, besides sit into the uh, classroom and listen to some of my boring lectures. <laughs> Right on. Well, maybe the place to start is with you, Jennifer, and you, Mark, to just talk to share with us a little bit about why you guys are working together and and what led to this experiment that we're going to talk a little bit more about. And how is that part of the curriculum there at Northwood? Yeah, no, I'd be happy to. So, you know, Northwood um, is very fortunate to have a lot of supporters in the industry, um, a lot of networking opportunities. And one of those partnerships is Cox Automotive. Um, and as, as Patrick said, he's come into class um, and taught some of what we call the V Auto lectures. Um, and we'll touch on some of the other products. And in the class uh, room setting, we would have conversations afterwards. Um, whether it be from the lab or the actual lecture, and we have a discussion about how to apply the technology that we were just exposed to into making decisions and actually running uh, a dealership. And so I currently was teaching the variable operations class as well as the general management class. And so I have students that collaborated together and we decided um, for experiential learning to take on this project um, because Joey, uh, his father has a dealership and, and his best friend came to Northwood here to attend and as we were discussing best practices um, and I do this often to the students I challenge them with with opportunities outside of the normal classroom and in uh, both Joey and Brady said yeah we'd love to and and Chelsea and Emerson said let's do this so it's not really part of the requirement from the standpoint of the classroom but okay. we have a lot of students that take initiative outside of it because they're students of their industry and so this opportunity came from wanting to really just get better um, and understanding how to apply the technology that um, that uh, Patrick had shown us in the classroom. And so that's kind of how the, the brainstorming started behind this. 
And, and Mark, what? Uh, so I guess Joey set you up. Is that right? As the guinea pig? Uh, actually, Brady and Joey set me up. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. yes. yes. What 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 were your thoughts before? What did you consider before you said, "Yeah, I'm I'm game to to do this." Oh, I, we're always learning, and anytime we get up to it, I spend every two weeks with Viata with our performance manager, and we're always trying to learn. You know, to better processes. You know, to help us, and uh, I think a, a, a free little uh, dip into what we do good and what we do wrong. I'd take it any day of the week. So fantastic. Yeah. So, so Joey, did you did you kind of formulate what the the ex, the experiment itself might be, or maybe walk us through what you ch- out of all the things you could have taken a look at, what you zeroed in on as your focus. Yeah, so um, with today, with all the technology and everything, we found online shopping is absolutely huge. Um, It's going to be one of your most important things in the dealership. So we decided to zero in on um, pricing, um, processes, pictures, descriptions, things like that, and um, just dove in to see what we could find. So what was the, uh, is it, is it, how well it's done, how often it's done, what aspect of say pricing and the, the processes did you examine? Um, so I worked for the dealership last summer, so I had a good idea about what kind of processes go on, but um, not the whole process itself. So I just wanted to learn like step for step how it works. And um, we learned a lot about profit time and how um, pricing and watching it daily and um, getting cars through the shop, getting them detailed, getting them pictured and getting them online, how important that is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chelsea and Emerson, what drew you guys to say, yeah, I, I want a part of this? Um, I mean, for me, I'm trying to go into the more of the marketing side. Um, anywhere in automotive, I'm trying to get into the dealership. So I was really interested in this. Um, so yeah, me and Chelsea worked together to do the, like the photos and working in like the V Auto and searching up these cars and just looking at their photos and looking at all the features more in depth. Um, so we took that in, um, but I've always wanted to do this, so I'm glad I got a part of it. Okay. How about you, Chelsea? Yeah, I would completely agree with Emerson. Um, both of us have a very big interest for the marketing side of automotive, for sure. So it was just really nice to be able to take a project and kind of learn the processes of a dealership that we weren't really familiar with. And especially being able to compare those efforts to other online um, dealerships and um, how they operate and how they are similar but different. Hmm, interesting. So so would could one of you describe then what you... And I understand it involved, say, photos and processes, but was it taking a snapshot of all the cars in Mark's inventory and then saying, what do we got here? So what were you looking at specifically to to kind of measure and assess whether it was good, bad, or even uh, worse? So, yeah, um, we looked at aged cars. Why are cars aged? What is going on? Why has this been, why is a car not pictured? things like that, and um, really just analyzing it and seeing if a car is aged, why is it aged, and if a car is moving, why is it moving, and things like that. 
Okay. What would uh, be the number one takeaway from that? Let, let, let's talk about why car, why are cars aging? Um, I, I, I can think of a couple reasons without even looking at the cars why they might be aging. Um, but what did your research, your view into Mark's inventory reveal? Um, obviously, if you're not priced aggressively, you're going to age a little bit. Um, but I think we do a really good job um, at the store pricing um, from day one. And um, so I think more if we have some aging, it's going to be more um, is there scratches? Has it been smoked in? Things like that because of how competitively we do price. Okay. Mark, how does that square with with the the your your process? I guess um, from your view, when you've had cars age, what's what's your general sense as to why that's happening? Well, pretty much everything you mentioned, and we, we fight on a daily basis trying to get them through the shop, and you know we have weather factors that got us delayed a month ago, and, and you know, there's all trying to get them through the shop, trying to get them detailed and pictured. Um, we haven't had an aging problem for several months. Uh, you know, we had we had 60 cars in inventory last month. We sold 60 cars. So, you know, there's really fortunate. I've been on the other side of that, but we really have not had any aging problems, you know, probably in the last six months or so. But, but you're right. You get a car and you don't understand why nobody's clicking on it. You know it's priced right. You can't figure out why it's not moving um but eventually they do but uh it uh every day you know there's something to look at you know and with profit time when we're new to profit time we just signed up with profit time here maybe 90 days ago maybe less okay. than that so and my managers absolutely love it um and i don't know why it took us so long to get on it but uh <laughs> it's it has helped us tremendously and with the you know the bronze cars and the platinum and and well, there's this morning we raised prices on five cars and you know so it's it has helped us that and lance if i could just add into that sure. you know when we started the project one of the initiatives was to meet with claude who was the performance manager um for mark's store and he ran us through a performance manager review of a dealership. What are you okay. going to look for? If we really wanted to analyze this thing, he he shared with us what the best practices were. And, and like I, I, I shared before, we really struggled because I was hoping to find a lot more holes in the process so we could come by and say, hey, guess what? We came up with all these great ideas to help improve your dealership. Mm -hmm. Well, as Mark said, when you meet with your performance manager every few weeks and you listen to those suggestions, you run a pretty tight ship. And so we were really struggling with even finding aged inventory. Um, you know, Mark had cars on there that were a negative day old and he had already gone in and, and managed the profit time. He was touching that. And not only was he managing it once a day, but maybe a couple times a day. Um, you know, uh, Claude shared with the students that if Enterprise dumped 40 vehicles in um, to your market in a day, it's going to affect your pricing. You would know that right away. You mm -hmm. know, the supply and demand on inventory, if a bunch of cars sell, like Mark said, you can raise the prices. So it, it was very engaging to have that conversation about what to look for. Um, and so then what happened was we took all the great advice on the back end of what should could be. And then we went on AutoTrader and said, is it? 
are we experiencing what we should be looking at? And it was interesting too, because uh, Chelsea had brought back to the table that there's um, different performance or different products almost it looked like on auto trader searches different ways you could find the car and so some cars were harder to find than others some dealers showed up all the time and so um that was something that we realized too was that does have a factor in how you're performing online is what package maybe the dealers mm -hmm. on on the auto trader uh product and so um, so going back to kind of the the v auto conversation you know with mark when we started talking about processes um, you know, and even the reconditioning in the days to market. Um, and I'll let him talk, kind of talk about this a little bit more, but, the, but they have a process of a, a sales coordinator, which was very interesting because a lot of dealerships that we've seen do struggle because the sales manager who can be quite busy doesn't always get to getting the cars back to service and the RO written up and all those tedious <laughs> administrative things that are required to make sure your days to market are as good as they can be. He actually has a designated person to do so. So Mark, I, I think you should share with the team about how that came about. Yeah, and that was probably six, seven years ago. Um, mm -hmm. You know, trying to, you know, we, we had an outside company coming into picture cars and, you know, if the weather was good, they showed up and, and so it's taking time to get things pictured. And so we, I finally broke down and built our own photo booth. Mm -hmm. And that's when we hired the person and and created the sales coordinator position and uh, and then her role just we kept adding to her role with recon and pictures and helping with descriptions and uh, so she has freed up the sales managers quite a bit and uh, it just it the flow has been so much better with that with that position and she i mean she stocks into inventory too she does a lot of things but uh, okay well, what would you say your days to sale is now, Mark, since you've had that position and you've been focused on, you know, moving that car once you've, once you've got it into a, into a retail ready place? It's supposed to be five days and we're, we're not hitting that all the time. Um, okay. You know, back in February, snow and ice and then getting things that we're probably realistically right now at about seven, eight days. Okay. I, I wanted it five, but uh, it, uh, we're getting closer, but it's not perfect. Now, did you guys, uh, Joey uh, and Emerson and Chelsea, when you guys were looking at trying to answer that why the car's age, did you find, and, and I realize we're, we were looking at an inventory that really didn't have any aged, quote, aged cars, but maybe if you looked at the oldest ones you had, um, any sense as to, whether that that uh, days to sale had an impact or was it something else maybe that might have meant some cars were moving slower than they might otherwise? So jumping off of kind of what Joey talked about on the marketing aspect, we kind of found that although the aging is doing pretty well at this dealership, we were kind of looking at the older cars and comparing them to uh, similar cars such as on Auto Trader. And mm -hmm. kind of just comparing what Bush does in comparison to the same vehicles that dealerships have um, that are quite similar or exactly the same. And what we found was that it definitely does indeed help having the pictures and not just pictures, but very good detailed pictures um, of what the car has, what it looks like, and just how really important it is to 
have your features listed, especially ones that you really can't see from photos. And a key um, little indicator that we used was kind of cruise control. That was one that we really focused on because it's something that a lot of people kind of expect in their cars nowadays, but mm -hmm. it's not always specifically listed. So sometimes narrowing down um, on different kind of indicators such as the cruise control can really kind of bring up other options or kind of maybe make you think like, oh, maybe this vehicle that I thought had this doesn't. And I just kind of assumed it did because it's a pretty well-known feature in most vehicles. Interesting. That, that's something we struggle with because on every GM vehicle, as soon as it hits inventory, the sales coordinator does the build sheet. So we make sure we match up that it's got cruise control and it's got steering wheel controls and, and it's got stability control. And so we're, we're probably 90% good on GM stuff, but the non-GM stuff is another issue for us. So verifying, you know, if you mess a sunroof or mess, you know, cruise control, uh, it's always been a struggle for us for non-GM stuff to, to spend the time and verify what's on that car. Interesting. So the point there, I guess, ultimately being that if it's a, a hot sort of feature or a feature that people should come to expect, the lesson is it should you should be listing it and making it show up. I mean, and, uh, you know, they're all different, but cars.com cars and auditor, you can click certain things. And if we don't have it marked, that car's not going to show up. And maybe it has it. So you've just shot, you've shot yourself in the foot. Mm -hmm. Don't have it marked properly. And I heard you all say that you that it was almost important to put the features. Were you putting them on the photo or just making sure that because you said that, you know, you could look at this photo and you go, you're trying to show them, you know, that it has uh, a GPS. But, you know, they may not <laughs> come to that conclusion depending on the angle of the photo. So did you find yourself correcting some of those things when you were doing your analysis, kind of more for Emerson and Chelsea? Yeah, we were definitely looking to make sure it was listed because, like I said, you can't always tell from the pictures what a car has. And sometimes there's not even buttons for certain features that people are looking for. It can be something you have to go through the settings into the vehicle to really know if it's there or not. So I think that it's really important to list all of the features, especially if it's something that's really important to a consumer because they might try to search um, buy that feature for the vehicle that they're looking for, and if it does or doesn't show up, can really make or break whether a vehicle is gonna or the customer is gonna take an interest in the vehicle. Emerson, I was I was curious. You mentioned uh, photos. Did you happen to look at say the quality of photos and things like that, or what was yes. your assessment? I think that Bush did a really good job with having everything covered. Like, it's not just outside shots. There's literally every single detail in the car. Um, so I think their quality was great. And actually, I was we were talking, and, um, like, they, I went on and found some vehicles that we were going to look at. Like, some I tried to pick that didn't have photos, and I go on four days later, and they have photos. Or they're not even on your site anymore because they're sold. Like, it just blew my mind. Like, why is things moving so quickly? But it was it was awesome to see that. Well, I had 11 this morning that weren't photoed, so hopefully tonight <laughs> it's going to look better. <laughs> now, uh, 
do you have a target mark that you uh, it's in your process you strive for in terms of number of photos? I, I'm picking up that clearly you guys are taking pictures of elements of the vehicle and equipment and stuff. Um, so is there, a, or does it vary by car? Uh, it's, we do at least 27 pictures. Okay. And uh, they're 27 to 30. How did that compare to what you guys were seeing as you did the analysis with comparing, say, Mark's cars with other dealerships? I think like other dealerships have less. And I mean, it could just be the ones that I saw. Um, and I think like your guys were better. It wasn't just stock photos. That was what I was looking for. Like, especially like if you're just throwing them on there just to have them on there, I'd rather have you wait till I get the real thing because I'm not going to look at a stock photo. Like, that's just me. But Me too. Joey, what about you from uh, key sort of insights or takeaways from, from your participation in the experiment? Yeah, so um, I thought two different things that I thought were huge. Um, one being the process that we've touched on, um, how important that is, and having a sales coordinator, um, them knowing the process and pursuing it. And then two is um, your Claude. We got to talk with Claude and how important that was communicating and making sure you're up to date and finding new things that you can improve or maybe things that you want to change that you um, have incorporated. But uh, I thought those two things were um, my two biggest takeaways. And well, did you get, go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. I'd say, you know, and that helps us. My sales managers knowing that we're going to have a performance meeting. They're on the ball to make sure we're doing just about everything we can. If, if we, didn't have that every two week meeting, you know, stuff just kind of goes by the wayside. So they, they stay on top of it and they do a wonderful job. And and, uh, and those those two sales managers have really grown our business the last two years. Hmm. And if I could piggyback off of that, I think one of the most crucial um, aspects of managing is to inspect what you expect. And that's one of the things that I think is making uh, Mark's dealership so successful is his leadership, right? So the fact that he requires that, not when we get to it or this month or when I get a call or get bugged, but it's actually a regular process for him to inspect, you know, what he expects. And so many of us um, tend to get sidetracked and don't have those habits. Um, but good leadership has good habits and, and they do have processes in place to inspect what they expect. Um, and I think too, you know, culture is a factor, uh, major factor, and, and Mark is all about obviously the performance and making sure that he's meeting that those expectations. And um, so there's a culture within his store of the expectations. And again, I think that's why we really struggled uh, to pick the, the, the dealership apart because there is good leadership. And when you find good leadership, it tends to trickle down. So, you know, we're, we're excited from Northwood's perspective to see what Joey's about to do coming out of Northwood with the education and coming back and and uh, and helping Mark out and, and Brady as well. So it's, it's been an honor from our perspective to be associated with this and to have the network of dealers, um, you know, that we do that are willing to support us and, and uh, work through these kind of, you um, 
and sometimes uncomfortable when you're looking at and trying to analyze someone's performance. We're, we're students and, and faculty and we're taking a look at and p trying to pick apart his story. But he didn't look at it that way. He said, if there's something I can do, you know, to get better, that was his attitude. And again, I think that goes back to why um, he's a good leader. Mm -hmm. Mark, I'm, I'm kind of curious. It sounds to me like like uh, what you're doing held up pretty well to scrutiny. Um, but from your perspective, what were the things that maybe stuck with you as like, okay, maybe I should focus in on this or some other aspect of what the students were looking at? Well, um, I really haven't got their report yet. Okay. Uh, but uh, as I say, the, the things I we got to continue, I hired two more technicians just to help get used cars through the shop. Um, and uh you know, our volume, you know, January and February, we were doing about 35, 40 used cars a month, and we do 60 last month. So, you know, the volume's picked up. Well, that's more ROs. That's more, that's more things to get through the shop. And, and then we're selling more new cars, too. So, our service is extremely busy. And uh, our biggest battle right now is throughput through our shop. Not only customers' cars, but our used inventory, our new inventory. And, keeping that all flow and it's a it's a daily we're, you know, a daily adjustment trying to get stuff done I'm, I am curious because I do hear from other dealers at, in this current environment that you talked about moving cars through just getting cars in seems like that can be a challenge to even start putting them through your process what what are you um, doing in that on that front to keep that volume going well it's you know my new inventory is the lowest it's ever been Sure. Uh, you know, I've got 65 new cars out there, and I've been doing this 33 years. And I normally would have 140 vehicles on the ground, and we're sitting at 64. So, but and we had the same struggle last month, but we had a great new car month. So we're we're hoping inventory is going to trickle in, but we know realistically that we're going to be looking at this for most of the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. So we we've really got to concentrate on used and grow that because uh, it's going to be impossible to grow new volume in the very in the near future. Are you, what about getting the used volume? I'm, I'm hearing that it's there, but maybe you got to pay the moon to, to get it. Yeah. I mean, prices are crazy. I mean, it, it is crazy. And, uh, um, and that's one thing I've really liked with profit time helping us known if that's a bronze car that we're going to be aggressive and hope to make some good back-end money and make, maybe make nothing on the front but if you you have a good back end on it it's, it's worth it you made money in the shop you know you turned it and, and go on and take those dollars and buy more so mm -hmm. um, it um, i mean it's you know just last week we were sending it on used inventory 17 turns of 22 days supply wow so it's 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 been good. Yeah, in some ways that's a good problem to have. Although yeah. it's, it's I've a, been the other way, and I'd much rather be this way <laughs> for sure. Well, you know, I this has been a great conversation, everyone. And I I thought you know since we are uh, roughly midway through April, um, Emerson, you mentioned you're a senior, um, so we're I'm sure all of you are sort of looking at the end of the school year. Uh, maybe if we could uh, just take take a couple quick turns, I'd like to hear. Uh, it, it, maybe every, others would too. What are you planning to do this summer once the uh, the semester's over? 
maybe go ahead, Emerson, maybe you could start. Okay, yeah, I'm um, still applying for jobs. Um, I'm looking in the dealership. I kind of went wanted to always go corporate, but now I'm actually looking for marketing and um, a dealership. Um, I had a couple applications and um, some interviews, but we'll see what happens. Best of luck. How Thanks. about you, Chelsea? So I actually just accepted a position yesterday um, for a job. I'm going to start um, roughly a week after graduation, which is set for May 8th. So I accepted a position with Suburban Cadillac of Plymouth as their new marketing coordinator. Congrats. Right on. Yay. And, and Joey, are, is it back to the back to the, the store for you to, to work yep. for the summer? So last summer I got to uh, work in sales and um, looking for something new this summer. I was My mom's uh, in our accounting office at the dealership. So I was like, maybe I can um, work in there. And then our receptionist is actually having a baby over the summer. So I'll get to do some of that too. All right on, right on. She's got it all planned for you, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might add that a uh, little plug for Emerson. She's on the market for our listeners out there. So, and she's got serious street cred, right? Chelsea's already shown that. She's got a lock up. I know, Joseph, you're trying to work your dad out of a job, so we won't, we won't go after you. But uh, uh, everyone sh out there should know that uh, Northwood produces some amazing talent. I know I personally experienced it in the classroom and my time up there. And uh, good luck to all of you. I'm sure you're going to land just fine. Thank you. Jennifer, any closing uh, remarks for, from you? Um, yeah, just to, to reiterate what Patrick said, the talent um, that I get to work with every day, um, that our future leaders is inspiring. Uh, it's motivating. Um, and, and really for us at Northwood, we, we have a lot of uh, networking opportunities, internships, employment opportunities. Um, what we don't have enough of is enough Emersons and Chelsea's and Joey's to fill the demand in the market. So if there's any listeners out there who have anybody interested in getting an education in our great industry, you know, send them our way. We'll give them opportunities like this outside of the textbook where they get experiential learning opportunities. We'll, we'll send them back educated into the automotive industry. And uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to have Cox as a, as a partner. And uh, Patrick is a friend and, and now Lance as well. <laughs> and uh, so thank you very much for having us, uh, having us here today. You bet. And, and Mark, any final thoughts from you as we close out here? Uh, no, I'm, you know, I'm a believer in Northwood and, and I'm a believer in Viato and Cox Automotive. And I, I you know, when I was up, there was all Reynolds and Reynolds, and I'm glad to see Cox in there. Uh, <laughs> so it's a wonderful school, and uh, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed this little project. So thank you. Excellent. Well, thanks to all of you for, for joining us today. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening in to this edition of the V-Auto Podcast. Until next time, stay well. Mm -hmm.